Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, welcome to Pink Shade. Happy Tuesday. It is a new kind of Tuesday around here, Mary Payne. We have a whole new show to jump into. Yay! I know, it is exciting. We're jumping in um, a handful of episodes late, but as promised, when we were done with 90 Day UK, which we finished last week, we said we're going to move on to Housewives, and we are. We're moving on to Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And in honor of that, in my neck of the woods, it is a full-on snow day. I'm like, how more? How much more perfect could this be? Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is all about the snow. It's all about the winter skiing, which I don't do. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. I, uh, I, I walk around rarely in the snow and and I look at it from inside of houses. That's what I do. I look at it and I I watch husband Aaron snow blow. Those are my snow activities. Yeah. It's a full on snow day. It's gorgeous out in terms of like just that first snow of the year. Beautiful. Yes. Now I'll I'll hate it within like a few weeks. I'm sure, you know, after Christmas when it's keeps snowing and snowing and snowing, then we're like, this sucks. Like, yeah, kill us all. But right now I'm enjoying it. And I'm so excited to do housewives. I'm so excited. I know it's it's uh, it'll maybe this will be a nice little break from uh, Beverly Hills that we did because um, yeah that got real dark towards the end. I, this is going to get real dark towards the end too. I was going to say all Jen Shaw's <laughs> friends realized that she was lying and she did plead guilty. Um, I will say that that video came out yesterday of her screaming on the street in Salt Lake City at it was like her and three other people. And somebody just took the video from their car. And she's just on the streets of Salt Lake City having a full-on screaming match with three other people. I feel like that could just be a random day in her life. Any yeah. day. Any mm-hmm. day of the week. Yeah. She loves to scream. And then when she talks to Coach Shaw, she loves to talk in the little girl, soft, soothing voice. I'm like, she only mm-hmm. really has two modes. Whisper and scream. Yes. That's that's a song. Um, yeah. But that's um, <laughs> that, that's right. She... Um, can you imagine though? Can you just imagine being in Salt Lake City? You're just like coming out of the restaurant and going to your car and you're like, what's happening over there? Hold on a minute. No cameras, just her and three people screaming at each other on the street. <laughs> well, that's what we're going to open up with this week. People screaming on the street in front of a very sad corporate looking building where you can apparently hold choir rehearsals and choir tryouts. This is the saddest shit. I tell ever. you, this is one of the things I love about Salt Lake, how on a shoestring budget, it all is like the Arizona house they went to, which was yeah. so outdated and their, their pathetic trips that they have to go on because Jen Shaw is, you know, under federal investigation. I think she's got to stay in the lower 48. <laughs> she's like, USA, baby, USA. Do you oh know that all, all of them were like, okay, we could literally be somewhere in Mexico. Maybe we could have gone to Italy, San Diego. I know. Yeah. I know. Arizona. Ooh, ooh. 
Arizona. We have lovely family living in Arizona. Of course, they're retired. Um, but shout out to all of you who are in Arizona. You're the place that I wish I was every winter when I'm in Wisconsin. So I no bet. shade. No shade. I bet. Oh my God. So uh, since yesterday, we don't have a whole lot of announcements because yeah, we did them pretty much all (laughs) on Monday. Go back and listen to our Love During Lockup review recap. We're doing that every Monday. We'll be doing this every Tuesday. Just as a reminder over on Patreon and links are below. If you want to check out all of our different tiers on Patreon, we offer a lot of different things and tons of back content. So if you're looking for just more content, We've covered a million different shows over there. We've covered documentaries. We continue to. We've done interviews. We've done chats about off-the-wall things. Um, we're going to be starting our recaps of Family Karma this Yay. week on Patreon. So yes. excited for that. And we'll be wrapping up Inmate to Roommate and then moving on to the current season of The Single Life. We're going to go back and do a rewatch of The Single Life beginning to end of this season uh, Mother Debbie losing her mind, Natalie being completely Glenn Close crazy. We are going to recap that shit on Patreon, and we're excited to do it. Yes. And we're covering at Sony's Toaster Oven level. Don't forget, we're doing God Forbid, the Jerry Falwell and his wife and the pool boy mm-hmm. in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. Clue mystery. Yes, we're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be probably out Thursday or Friday, and I'm yeah. excited. We're gonna, we're not going to get into the politics of it all, but we are going to get into the steamy, uh, gross hypocrisy of it all. So, yeah, when all will. that political stuff comes about, I'm going to skip, 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 because I I'm already like, watched not- it once, and we already lived it. <laughs> we already lived it. We <laughs> yeah. lived it, ladies and gents. Okay, so other than that, you can just hit the links below if you want to follow us too at Pink Shade Pod on Instagram at Pink Shade Podcast on TikTok and um, over on Twitter, you know, every once in a while a, a random tweet will emerge from our account. I think that's at Pink Shade Pod too, isn't mm-hmm. it? We don't even list it anymore. Guys, yeah, it is at Pink Shade Pod. The, the Twitter we situation. Don't know. Twitter, Twitter's imploding anyway. Elon yeah. Musk and we don't even know what's happening on Twitter. We're never going <laughs> to pay that eight bucks to be verified no matter what. So I, well, <laughs> we could ver- the other places. I could verify myself as Billie Eilish. Like one hundred percent, I could verify myself as Aaron Martin. I could do whatever I want over there. It's the wild, wild west. <laughs> Something came up. This, I'm glad you said that because, like, right before we started, you know how like you open up your phone in the morning and just go swipe left, swipe left, swipe like to get everything off, like Crate and Barrel, Bed Bath and Beyond, like all the things that send you swipe, 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 delete, delete, delete. Now getting closer to Black Friday, I won't be deleting. I'll be waiting. That's right. Waiting. That's right. Like a, like a like a praying mantis just just like waiting and watching for those deals hanging on a window looking for yeah. a sale <laughs> yes uh-huh. and um so it came up uh twitter but whatever was the headline kind of grabbed me so i opened the email um it was i think it was something about almost football it was, it was a lane kiffin quote which is our coach who would love him so i opened it to look at that and as i scrolled down just to see what the other announcements were there was a uh a nipple just a just a girl with her with her bra open and her nipple out on the Twitter, uh, on the Twitter that then appeared in my email. <gasps> it's like an account what? you might like to follow. I was like, do I want to follow this girl's boob nipple situation? <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, I didn't. You know what? I thought that gets you kicked out of the Twitterverse. I guess just not. Like on Instagram, you know, you can't free the nipple on Instagram unless you want to start charging people. By the way. Have you seen that Olivia Plath has started a subscription service on her Instagram? And I'm like, Olivia, 
This is not an OnlyFans, young lady, is it? No. Because no, a lot of people are doing this. Like it's just um, subscribe, and I'll just give you weird stuff. You get extra content. You get like yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. thank you guys for coming here and listening to this free content. We appreciate mm-hmm. you. We appreciate you. You know, something great you can do for us if you're listening and enjoying um, Pink Shade, just, you know, any any kind of episodes that we're doing here in the free feed is to rate us and review us on whatever platform you listen on. That really helps get the word out, helps our podcast pop up in other people's feeds as a suggested podcast if they're interested in the same shit shows we are. And we know there's a lot more of us out there. Oh, yeah. We, we sometimes hide in the shadows, don't we, Bunkies? Like, you know, oh, yeah, I kind of watch reality TV a little bit, but you know there's a lot of us out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot to tell you that I have a new therapist, and she watches The Housewives. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I, she, she's like, what do you cover on your podcast? And of course, I was like, reality TV and documentaries and documentaries, like I always say. Got to throw that in there. And right. she goes, oh, like what kind? And I told her what we were covering. And she goes, oh, well, you know, I love um, I love those housewives. It's a guilty pleasure. And I said, well, how about don't say therapist? How about now I'm therapizing her? I'm like, don't say That's guilty. Right. Don't feel guilty right. about it. I go, you should mm-hmm. just say it's just something I love to watch. And she was like, you know, that's a great point. But then exactly. at, and then at some point she made an a analogy. God, who was it? She, she made an analogy about somebody from Beverly Hills. It's like when Kyle said. Get out of here. Your she therapist did. is making housewives analogies. Yeah. All right. We we all need new therapists. That's amazing. Yeah. I can't remember what she said, though, so obviously it didn't stick. But yeah. Yeah. It's not a guilty pleasure. No, no. way. I, I've gotten over that. I really have. I have gotten over the guilty pleasure thing. Now I just have to be loud and proud about what I podcast about, which I generally right. am. But I do the same thing as you. And I'm like, I include other things like, oh, I also like to, you know, do projects on cults and true crime and blah, blah, blah. Like, no. No need to add in the other. I watch Love After Lockup and I enjoy myself. <laughs> Period. I so watch there. a show called Inmate to Roommate and That's- it's glorious. <laughs> <laughs> That's on Have Patreon, you ever heard guys. of Seeking Sister Wife? Seeking Sister Wife. There you go. So That's what it is, is the family. Heat have a wife <laughs> but then they want to add other wives so they have to sort of audition never mind never as mind. one does yeah, that's right <laughs> holy shit and there's kind of a crossover with 90 day and seeking sister wife sometimes because they like to go to other countries to human traffic people directly from their homelands mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. yeah nothing mm-hmm. wrong All with that no, I, husband Aaron last night and every night during this basketball season will sit in a room you know, whether it's the basement, den, whatever, and be outfitted in his full Bucks gear, watching Ugh. a Bucks game, tweeting about it or reading Twitter and having another monitor beside him to look at like his fantasy football because he's not right. watching football. So I'm like, you know what? He's got like a motherboard and the mothership and everything. And he's dressed in the apparel and we're being laughed at. No, sir. I, nope. I could- couldn't agree more. <laughs> like, couldn't he's agree playing, more. Couldn't he's agree playing more. his little fake games, <laughs> doing his weird, like, I'm beating you and this person matters to me. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let us have our Barbie dream house. Okay. We want it. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, lastly, check out our store. It's in the links below because um, coming up, we're going to have, we don't, we don't know what it's going to be yet, but producer Ingrid is setting up a special Black Friday extravaganza in the Pink Shade store. Pink Friday. 
Pink, Pink Friday. Friday, Friday, and you're going to get um, one-time deals. But we don't know what percent off, which items, but there's going to be a slash across the board of the fun stuff over there. So you might want to check it out and just like keep your eye out for some things you you might like, and you know, wait till next Friday after Thanksgiving and go in there and get your stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Here we go. Season three, episode seven. It is called Trial by Choir, which is hilarious. Mm -hmm. All right. Are we going to ever see this choir again, or is it just for this one episode? We fucking better see this choir, because this is the most hilarious thing that this show could do. You know, like, normally... On every franchise, at some point, somebody decides to be a singer, songwriter, or whatever, sure. or create sure. candles. Or the fact that they that Heather Gay is starting a choir—it's never been done, never nope. been done on a housewife show. That's true. That's true. Yeah, and it's so Salt Lake, like the Mormon Tabernacle Choir of it all. You yeah. know, it's yeah. just—it's perfect. And this guy who's leading the choir and the sad building they're they're practicing in. It looks like somewhere I would go for an education conference and yeah. with, the pub, with the public bathrooms and everything and the foyer out front where you get the bad coffee. Yeah, I'm like, this is so Salt Lake. Okay, so <laughs> this week, trial by choir. Here's where we pick up. We pick up right where we stopped last week. You know, probably they did a to be continued last week. I don't remember. And we're at the auditions for Heather Gay's um, allegedly fake slash real choir we don't know yet i yeah. we better see this choir sing on a street corner somewhere like on a bedraggled street corner during you know with scarves around their necks all holding a candle or bells they for need christmas to a, a, old folks home yes yes yeah. i would love to see that okay jen has been designated the ryan seacrest of the whole production heather's like you can have this bullhorn because we know how much jen loves a bullhorn she loves to i fucking hate a bullhorn I like, am triggered by a bullhorn. Same. Oh, when it, we used to take all of um, our newspaper students, I taught journalism, I taught the school newspaper as one of my classes, and I was friends with the yearbook advisor. We do a trip every single year to Chicago for like three days, and we would take the newspaper kids and the yearbook kids. And it was like a bonding trip in November, beginning of the year. And she brought a bullhorn one time and she's like, here, we can use this on the bus. And I was like, I will not be touching that thing. That thing, like, it, it really is a, it's problematic for me when I see a bullhorn. Cause I feel like that is a panic attack waiting to happen as soon as someone picks one up. You know, something horrible is going to be coming your right. way and it's going to be a, a sound it's in your ear. It's jarring. It's, it's too, too loud. loud. It's too hate much. it. No, hate it. I'll, I'll just yell. I can yell. I can talk and yell at a pretty high volume having been a teacher. So I don't need a bullhorn. Anyway, Jen loves a bullhorn. I don't know if she had one during the street fight that you saw on the video. Probably not. No, and she, she was just using her. She was doing that like leaning forward thing that she does. Like yes. her arms behind her, like leaning forward, screaming. Yeah. Where she looks like she's actually skiing, but she's on land. Yes, one hundred percent. That's it. That's exactly what she does. Yes, yes, yes. Like she's going down the hill, but mm-hmm. she's just in regular boots. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she has seen Angie Harrington, Angie H, who's back, and she's like, "Oh my god!" I look over and I see Angie Harrington in her dollar store leotard outfit, and Angie H is over there practicing with Whitney, trying to teach Whitney how to count to eight, like five, six, seven. What? Like <laughs> Whitney. <laughs> is <laughs> just like okay turn around are you they're they're wondering if their shorts are showing underneath it's so sad i'm like 
again, Angie H is being brought in to stir the shit. Obviously, this is part of, you know, what's going on this season. But the fact that, and Heather points this out later, that Jen has this federal indictment, this huge case hanging over her head. And she is getting into the nitty gritty of, you know, who created this Finsta account with my name? And it's not even about her, really. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it was directed at Lisa. It, it's kind of a moot point but i get it it's for the show it's drama for the show so well, jen it's, it's is so obsessed so i, I kind of was right and that if you look up their name and that instagram shows up you know it is it's pretty it's pretty bad oh get, you know what if you google jen shaw you're well, gonna get a million things worse than that well this is supposed to be like the inside scoop like the, behind, the yeah. Salt Lake scoop you know yeah right right okay so Jen is shocked to see Angie H there especially since Heather she understands what's happened with the Shaw exposed thing you know um Jen has told Heather you know mm-hmm. this was done by Angie's pathetic big toe of a husband where did this guy come from okay here's my theory are you ready i'm ready Angie H did this whole entire thing and her husband has taken the fall for her because what if you look at the two of them, he is hashtag blessed to be married to her. <laughs> well, he's hashtag rich as shit though. Yeah. Well, okay. But look at her and look at him. So he's lucky that he got a hot piece of salt like ass, like Angie H and he, she set the whole thing up. She did the entire thing. And then was like, oopsie, I did something bad. Well, you take the fall for it because it'll make a great story to look like you did it and not me. There, she She's so thirsty to be on the show and the other Angie's thirsty to be on the show. So oh, my yeah. theory is she did the whole thing top to bottom, tip to toe. And if he is this like rich guy with like this big important job, I mean, does he have time to sit around and make fake Instagram accounts? No. I think he just said, <laughs> but I think true. she does. And I think he, I think he's, he's taken the whole fall for the whole thing. Like, sure, my wife's dying to be on the show. So I'll just say I did it. I'll get called a many, many slanders, including Elf on the Shelf, (laughs) Big Toe by Aaron Martin, (laughs) Baked Potato by Mary Payne Gilbert. I'll get called without the foil. I get, I'll get called lots of things, but that way she'll get to be on the show. Oh my God. You know, that could be correct. Because who does do that? What kind of husband does that? What kind of man sits around? Now, I just described my man sitting around with all his goofy stuff. Right. But that's about his beloved sports. Not that you have to be into sports to be, but whatever. I, there are many men who watch Housewives and we love them for it. But right. who's out there creating fake Instagram accounts? About anything. People. About, about anything. About anything. <laughs> Yes. Let alone a real one half the time. Yeah. Okay. You you might be okay. I like that's, your theory. That's my theory. I like your theory. Okay. I'm still going to blame him for now until okay. he's presumed guilty until proven innocent in the Agreed. court of Aaron. Agreed. So, all right. Okay. It doesn't matter. We have to get back to the show. The auditioners are here. All six of them are milling around about the sidewalk. It is. Yeah. The saddest little group. And Jen Shaw has a bullhorn to scream at like a total of six and a half people. Truly. Bullhorn not needed. Bullhorn not not needed. Not (laughs) never, never did a situation need a bullhorn less than this one. (laughs) 
You could whisper and they would just gather around. It's the size of a volleyball team on the sidewalk. That's it. Six people. Okay. So the auditioners go in, they perform one at a time. They're community theater renditions of song choices that are apparently loud, allowed on TV. I'm like, are these royalty free? Like what's yeah. happening? Mm-hmm. Um, next thing you know, outside a brouhaha is beginning because we get Angie K, Angie Katsavanas. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. She's Greek. Mm-hmm. Her family's Greek, I mm-hmm. guess. Doesn't matter, but interesting last name. It's Angie K is what she, there's too many Angies. Once again, it's like the marks on the vowel. There's like 45 marks on the vowel. Too many marks. Lots too of Angies marks. here. Yeah. So Angie K, Angie K, who has tried out for Housewives before, Housewives of Salt Lake City. Mary Payne just looked this up, mm-hmm. but didn't make the cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she doesn't even really go here. She decides to start a whole drama. With her buddy, what is her? What is the other woman's name? I didn't write it down. What the I don't fuck? know, but I'll, I also have a question. To, I just, I'm interrupting right in the middle of your sentence. No, go ahead. Go ahead. go ahead. The question is, where is uh, Jenny? Remember Jenny, the housewife oh, that they had got, to take off. Oh but yeah, she, she's gone. But, right, but she was filming when she got kicked she off. She was. Yes, they had already started filming. Oh, they just filmed straight through the reunion and everything. That's right. That's why mm-hmm. this this season is kind of disjointed. They barely already. took a break. So she was already filming with them. <gasps> Did they so like cut her out like a and so I don't disappear know if, her? I don't know if like in AI they're like wiping her out in the background <laughs> like a like a like a filter. Like you can do like a race, a race, a race. Um Yeah, I don't know. Like this a is just a Kardashian. Like I just, just keep thinking like yeah. I, so at one point when they were all sitting around, I was sort of slow-moing it to see, like, is she there? And they're just uh-uh. the camera sort of swinging past her. But she's not even no. there. Mm-mm. No, they did. They robbed Kardashian to write out of the family photo. Yeah, yeah. and I don't know yeah. um, Angie K's friend's name to answer that question. Uh, she's yeah. going to apparently be involved next week, too. I'm like, who right. are all these new people? What Introduce us properly or don't introduce us at all. Agree. That's what I ask from production. Yeah. But Angie Kay is here. She's going to be, she's already got like some interviews going on. I guess she's a friend of. She tells Angie H, I don't like the way you treated my friend Lisa. So she really wants to get into it with Angie H because she has nothing going on. We don't know her. I'm, I'm Never seen Curie. her. Don't know nope. her. Mm-mm. And she's bringing up the fake Instagram account that <laughs> allegedly husband Angie H created mm. Whitney's like what's going on I thought we were dancing in our sparkly outfits and she wanders over and she apparently is hearing about this shot exposed finsta for the first time that's what she says Whitney and Whitney yeah mm-hmm. and Whitney's like oh my god I feel really icky and silly right now being in a matching costume with Angie and I'm like this is what makes you feel silly and icky Begin imagining like everything about this should make you feel stupid. And she's like, I just want to disappear like Jenny. <laughs> they yeah. show her what? in post-production in the interview. They erase her. <laughs> oh, can't you erase me from the scene like you did with Jenny? <laughs> with Jenny. Okay. So she's like, I just want to disappear. My jazzy top hat, everything. And so she looks ridiculous. She's confused as always. As Jen. Always, yeah. Jen is like trying to pump up the crowd um, after this whole thing has gone down. She comes out and she's like, yeah, everybody ready for auditions. And they're like, 
I'm on break from Chipotle. I need to get back in 20 minutes. Can we get the show on the road, please? Like my boss said, I can be gone for a total of 35 minutes. Thank you. She's like, check your numbers, check your numbers. Who's number four? Number four. And that's the end of the auditions because there's only four people here. The deli is more crowded than this. The deli needs a number machine. You do not. Yes. Okay. This is not the DMV or the deli. So Angie K immediately turns to Jen Shaw when she comes out with her bullhorn. And she's like, Angie H denies um, even doing the Shaw exposed account. She says she had nothing to do with it. And Jen, that's all she needs to hear. She's like, Angie, you're full of shit. You know exactly what your husband does. She's not yelling it through the megaphone this time again, because she doesn't need it. Yep. And all of this is going on now. Angie H is an interesting kind of uh, fighter. She is, I don't know who she reminds me of from other franchises. You know, she kind of has, bear with me, guys, bear with me, not a direct comparison, but she has similar energy to Danielle Staub, where she Hmm. just stands there and goes, "Mm, okay, really? Is that what you think? Like, I don't know what you're talking. What did I say? What did I do? What did I say? What do you think Mm. I did? Like, she's a slimy, quiet fighter. Do you know what I mean? Like, where Mm -hmm. she just, like, riles you up and acts like, "Mm, okay, really? Like, prove it. Prove it. And I don't know. She gives me that same vibe, like, super underhanded. And also, like, (laughs) just, like, like that's the slow burn nasty. Okay. And she's got all kinds of creepy stuff going on behind the door. Like, she does create fake Instagram accounts, just like Danielle would have. You know, Daniel yes, always yes. like backhanded shit like that. Uh-huh. So, okay. All okay. right. So Heather Gay is inside listening to another rendition of When the Saints Go Marching In. I'm like, is this the only song you were allowed to use at the audition? This in a way in a manger. Three, three cho- they had three choices. That was it. Yeah. What was like the other thing. one? It was another American anthem. It was. <laughs> no, no hymns. No hymns for this choir. <laughs> Zero uh, hymns in the choir, which zero. it seems like you would need you would need to sing a hymn to be in a choir. But you know, whatever. Maybe it's a different kind of choir. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was disappointed they didn't play my wedding song, um, "Proud to Be an American" by Lee oh, Greenwood. I would have loved to hear that. They could have for sure, gotten the rights to that. Yeah, stand up next to her. Okay, so. Heather's assistant is like, um, there's stuff going on outside that I think you need to uh, go break up. And so she's like, oh, my God, what is happening? As if this, you know, she wasn't hoping for this. Mm-hmm. So she marches outside and Angie H is like, Heather, I mean, do you know my husband to be a bad guy? And Heather's like, no. Really? Mm-hmm. And and she looks at Jen, and this is what pisses Jen off so much. She goes, "He's called you. He's apologized. Let it go. It's over. You know, you already, you've already talked to him. This guy, Chris, is his name, and I'm calling him husband, husband Angie the whole time. Chris, but this is what Jen says. He only like owned his mistake because he got caught. True. Now, if yeah. your theory is correct, it's because Angie got caught, and then he had to take the fall. But yeah. either way, it's because they got caught." Okay, yeah. they, we'll say they. Heather has to go back in. She has to listen to all the other bad singing. You know, there's, fi- there's five more whole auditions coming. <laughs> and Jen is like sobbing. She goes in. She's now all wound up. That's the point. Angie can wind up Jen like boom. You know, anyone can wind Jen up. It's very yeah, easy to do. It's very and, easy. 
very easy. It's like you just, she, her fuse is so short. As soon as you light it, she explodes. There's no like tick, 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 tick. There's no waiting. It's just instant. So Heather goes in and she, she, in her interview, she's actually hilarious. I wrote this down. She's like, this is becoming ridiculous. This is Heather Gay talking in her talking head. She goes, Jen Shaw is in a washing machine of turmoil because she's been indicted on federal charges with a prison sentence looming. Not because she's getting trolled by Chris Harrington on Instagram. Like <laughs> she, her turmoil stems from a different thing. And that's what I'm saying. She could Google herself and there are a billion things that are going to come up way worse and that have proof behind them that besmirch the name of Shaw before this stupid Shaw exposed Instagram. It's like, what? This is what, this is dumb. Well, I think that the point is, you know, look, yeah, like Heather's got a valid point. She's, you know, going to be locked up in federal prison and she's, you know, being indicted on all these charges, et cetera. That's her real problem. But you would think that if you're in a friend group, then a friend, even if it's a friend of a friend, is not going to make it worse and go online and, you know, be like, ooh, I'm going to call TMZ or I'm going to, you know. True, true. You know, you expect people somewhat close to you, especially like if somebody wants to get on this show or whatever, friend of a friend of a show that you're on together that makes everybody money, then you don't want them to go behind your back and set up a fake Instagram account, which I don't even know. Like, did this Instagram account have 12 million followers or 1,200? Like, how many people I know. saw it? And uh, apparently it only had this one post calling out Lisa. The whole thing is so convoluted. Yeah. So, yeah, I get that. I do. Now, Okay, what do you think about the accusation? And it comes a little bit later, but I want to talk about it now, where Jen says when she's bitching about how Heather, she can't believe Heather, who is her ride or die. Heather has stood by Jen and still stands by her through her lies, through her stealing from the elderly, through (laughs) all of it, through all of the bullshit Jen does. She has stood by her to her own detriment Yes, most of the time. Yet she's taking up for Angie H., And Jen says, it's because she just wants her rich husband to feed her and put her on a yacht. And then we do know we see them on Below Deck next season. Who? Angie H? Yeah. And Heather. This is brand new information. I did not know this. This is what, this is what I've heard. This is, there's, there's actually like, it's coming up like on next season. Heather Gay is on a, on a yacht. (laughs) We got the yacht ladies. Well, I'll have to ask my dad because that's his favorite show. So yeah, there's a rumor out there, or there's footage, or there's a picture. I don't know. Again, this is a fact-free podcast. Wow. I am only spreading. I'm spreading lies. Okay. As Kim and Kyle, our buddies over on Cray Cray, would say, we're spreading lies. All right. But I think I think there is some truth to it. So I I don't think it's out of nowhere that I'm saying this. They're on below deck, and so I maybe he chartered it, and then Heather came along as the, you know, guest who is the star is one of the main stars of Salt Lake City. They always love to do those crossovers yeah, yeah. on below deck when they can get some housewives on there. Okay, so I don't know, I don't know. There it, there might be some truth to it, right? Okay, not crazy. All right, no, okay. no, I'll watch. <laughs> Mary Page is like, okay, okay, I'll watch whatever. it. Whatever, I'll watch it. Okay, so. Anyway, Heather's like, it, she doesn't need to be worrying about Chris Harrington. She's got bigger fish to fry. But Jen is is upset about it. And we get it. We get, you know, we also get that she's just a hothead and she's nuts. So the last person to walk into choir auditions, if these are even 
consider to be auditions is Lisa Barlow. We see her walking down the street. We see her come in. She's like, hi, hi. She tells us she's only here to show Heather that she is supporting her and that she wants to take a step in the right direction. And she hopes that Heather sees it as such. And Heather, Heather does because Lisa says, I'm here to support my friend Heather and what she's doing. And hopefully, um, get our friendship back on track. She says something. I don't know. She talks around the issue and Heather's like, well, isn't that nice? Yes. Okay, great. I mean, this is what it takes for Heather. And then we get the song. It's away in the manger. We've heard Lisa Barlow trying to get the key right at home with John. And here's the real deal. Now you would think that Kelly Clarkson came in to this panel of judges because they're like, Wow. Wow, Bethany. Wow. You have an amazing voice. That was beautiful. And I'm like, do you hear what I hear? Do you hear what I hear? Mm -hmm. Said the little shepherd boy to the panel here. Because (laughs) I heard her being like, away in a manger. Like, it's fine. It's singing like anyone would attempt to sing, being like, all right, but it wasn't. It's barely fine. I mean, fine as fine as fine, fine as what it is. But that's also being generous. It's. I will tell you the funniest thing I saw. They were blown away. They, they did act like it was Kelly Clarkson had just come in yeah. to win American Idol. It was. Um, yep. I will tell you the funniest thing I saw, and I reposted it on our Instagram. Follow us at Pink Shade Pod. Um, <laughs> it was Christian Gray Snow who. Um, I met at BravoCon, actually. He's friends with our uh, Bunky, Leslie DJ. But Christian Gray Snow, you know, he has a podcast, but he has that great Instagram account. And he posted, and it was the, it was the clip of Lisa Barr going, um, No crib for a bed, little Lord Jesus, you down a sweet head. And he posted that, and he wrote under it, Me, every time a plane has a little bit of turbulence. <laughs> I saw that shit. Oh my god, that's right. It's like, oh Jesus, away in a manger. It's the only song I know. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. But they were like, wow. They were clapping. There was almost a standing ovation that happened. She was like, oh thanks, thanks. And then she also tells us, I'm the only one who can sing. No. Like, I think contestants number two and four could sing better. Um, yeah, but yeah, they were all like, we we're seeing greatness before us. I mean, she could have been out there like, since you've been gone. But you know, Jen Shaw came in singing. Right. She could sing. She could sing. Yeah. I know. I mean, all right. Anyway, Lisa's very happy with herself. She's like, of course. She even pulls the American Idol thing at the end. She goes, oh, do I exit over here? Where do I exit? Where do I exit? So it's a it's a, it's goes a high school stage. The one curtain. Just down the steps on the front, ma'am. Yeah. Exactly. There's one curtain with a split in it. That's where you go. You go right back through the crack you crawled in from. <sighs> so as soon as she's done, she goes out to the foyer of this <laughs> corporate weird building and she feels all the tension because everyone is, you know, Jen is sobbing. She's trying to wipe away her tears. Angie H is just sitting there smug in her matching outfit. Whitney and Angie have performed their embarrassing choreographed routine to when the saints go marching in. Whitney has been, you know, successfully learned to be like, Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> Jen 
fills Lisa in on the drama she's just missed. She's like, okay, this is what's happening. Angie H is out here, like, you know, defending and acting like she has nothing to do with this Finsta, blah, blah, blah. Her husband is a piece of shit. And it is like, uh, it's basically just lighting Lisa's fuse. Mm. I will say Lisa has a longer fuse, but it's starting to light it because Lisa's like, um, that account was created to slander me, not you. You know, so, and she's sitting there listening to it all. Everyone comes out and it, this is well right before everyone comes out. Jen is sitting down and she is bitching about how she cannot believe Heather is backing this up. Okay. Our Zencaster is really fucking with us right now. Sidebar. Is just giving us another warning. Sorry. We're yeah. going to go ahead and leave this in. Yeah. Our technical problems yeah. are just part of us. Okay. I'm making notes, by the way, while we're recording, I'm making notes like, check on prices of Squadcast. Check on prices. Seriously. Because yeah, Zencaster, you're not doing it for us today, sister. I do want you to tell- to- Fucking Zencasta. Okay, I, what? I do want you to tell me if you know what that post said on Shobsest about Lisa Barlow. Because somehow I've missed It that. was like- it was about Lisa not um, – they've shown it over and over again. I don't have a screenshot of it. It was basically berating Lisa for lying and not backing things up or, like, being two-faced or saying one thing, and but it wasn't true. It was just this paragraph of bullshit. It's not like, like a specific – Lisa not a, is not real. not a specific – it's just like Lisa – There was a fake. specific thing in there, but it was something about last season. Okay, okay. I, we should put, We should just throw a screenshot of it up on our Facebook group and let people talk about what they think it, you know, cause it's, it's so dumb is what it is. The whole thing is so dumb. It's anyway. So it's, it's about her being like materialistic, you know, okay. and fake, yeah. which is what they accuse Lisa Barlow of all the time, which by the way, she is. And by the way, so, and I love her. Thank for you, it. Lisa Barlow. Yeah, thank thank you. you. That's what the show is about. Yeah. You, you came, you saw the job description and you applied and you're, you're fulfilling your duties as a real And you made it the first so time, you. unlike Angie H and Angie K. So thank you, Lisa Barlow. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, so, but Jen's like, this is when Jen goes, she, Heather just wants to be friends with Angie H because she thinks her elf on the shelf husband will put her, feed her and put her on a yacht. Dot, dot, dot. Below deck, maybe? Question mark. Elf on the shelf and husband I, is- pretty genius i know it's pretty genius it, it really <laughs> it's really, really good it also it also makes me very offended for my cute little elf on the shelf <gasps> sucking anyway. bar about elf on the shelf yesterday i went to the post office i had to mail some stuff to some monkeys mm-hmm. and do you know the only christmas stamps available is virgin mary and the baby okay so, okay. so may, may not yes. everybody believes in that <laughs> okay and elf on the shelf those are the two choices of Christmas stamps. Are you kidding me? Are you what? kidding me? And I said to the lady, I go, these are my choices. I've got uh, the Virgin Mary or I've got Elf on the Shelf. There's no, there's no Christmas tree. There's no snowman. There's no Santa. There's nothing in between. She goes, yeah, people aren't happy with the choice of uh, stamps this year. I go, I'm going to take a, a 150 of those peanuts stamps. And they're all cute, like Charlie Brown and Lucy. And she goes, yeah, we sold out. I go, girl. Oh <laughs> she goes, she goes, try next week. She goes, people aren't happy. Nobody's buying those Christmas stamps. I go, I bet they're not. Elf on the shelf. <laughs> what if we just what? put a little picture of Angie 
Arrington's husband just a little tiny little cutout right on his face and put it on all my Christmas cards. <laughs> totally. Just big old bloated alcohol, like, yeah, like red rosacea popping yeah. out. Oh my God. That's weird. Okay, so this is what Mary Payne has gotten upset about this week. Don't complain too much to those postal workers. This is their season of this is the season where people can really truly go postal no, at the post I office. I love my post office. So we have office. to be very careful. I'm very sweet over to there. everyone there. I chat, you know, I, I, we, yes. yeah, I'm very nice to all the postal workers because they get a lot of shit. They really, really yeah. do. This is their Super Bowl, and it's not a good mm-hmm. one. They lose every mm-hmm. year. Yeah, too bad. Okay. They lose every year. All right, year. so <laughs> <laughs> they play every year and they fucking lose terribly. <laughs> All right, so, oh, what I had to say, Mary Payne, if husband Angie had story work oh. to share his feelings in, he might not have to create these petty fake Instagram accounts. Oh, my God, Erin, you are so right. If he had story work, <laughs> he would not have to, yes, he would have an outlet he would have an outlet. So, guys, here's yes. what story worth is. These are the times of year, Thanksgiving and Christmas, where people really want to tell their stories. And if Angie's husband had an outlet where he could just tippity type once a week all his feelings into uh, story worth, he wouldn't have to do this stuff. So, story worth is um, it's a it's a what's the word I'm looking for? It's a a system. It's a it's a, it's yeah, a website. It's this- and you sign up. And what they do is once a week, they send you a question. In this case, it's my mom and you did it before. It was your mom. Yeah, I did it too. A, it's like a prompt. Yeah, it's like a, pro, it's it's like like a, writing, a prompt. writing prompt. And they send you a question. Mm-hmm. And my mom's this week was, um, what do you remember about your grandparents? So that's really interesting because, you know, my mom's in her 80s. My dad's in his 80s. And so for this information to give to me even or to give to my kids, of course, my kids would have never known their grandparents. So- you know, my mom wrote a fairly long thing and then she added in like what my dad said. Now, what this is going to look like when it goes into the story oh worth book, God. I have no idea because my mom is not into punctuation or breaking for paragraphs or capital letters. <laughs> it's going to be stream of uh, conscious. So, um, so every week story worth emails your loved one a single life related question and you pick from their collection. I've already picked like 50 from the collection, but you could go in at any time and, and change them up or add them or whatever. And and you can add your own. They just give you a bunch. Um, some of the like really, really great questions. And all they do is reply with a short answer, a long story, whatever they want to do. And at the end of the year, they compile it all into a book and you can add, um, you know, maps and pictures or whatever you want to add to it. Um, which like my mom did the one last week about her high school friends. And I was like, find a picture of you and your friend Penny so we can put it along with that, yeah. with that story. And if you had one from high school, even better, I don't know where, where she would find that, but maybe she could break out a yearbook. So Millions of stories have already been told with StoryWorth because they make the process so simple. So you should get started with your loved one for the holidays. And before you know it, you're going to be cherishing those stories and then you're going to have your book. Now, if you want to get our code, as of course you do, you're going to go to storyworth.com slash pinkshade today and you're going to save $10. That's storyworth, S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash pink shade to save ten dollars on your first purchase storyworth.com slash pink shade help your family share their story this holiday season with storyworth thank you storyworth i'm excited about it i'm very excited about it 
you're going to love it. You're going to love what you get back. I mean, your mom's going to love it. Your kids are going to love it. I, my mom did it and I was so thrilled. And I let her pick her questions. Oh. I let her just kind of, because you can actually pass if you get a question too. You can just pass, pass, pass until you get one you like. Yeah. It's really cool. Okay. So after the auditions are done and they're all out in the foyer, Jen and Angie seem to be kind of getting somewhere because Angie is expressing like a little bit of an apology Lisa is fuming in the corner, though. She's like, what is happening here? Like, Jen is getting apologized to because they named the account after her. I'm the one who was targeted in the Finsta. This is about me. All roads lead to Lisa Barlow. They Mm -hmm. lead to her. She thinks it. Everyone plays into it. She is the popular girl in the group. They all hate slash worship her. She is the Heather. She's the Heather with the red scrunchie. They either want to kill her or be her. Yes. And so she is sitting there like, are you kidding me? This uh, Why is anyone looking at me? This is about me. So she stands up like she's going to leave. She's not going to leave. She's just going to stand up and pretend to leave. And she's like, you just can't say sorry and keep doing the same things over and over again. And Angie's like, what did I do? What did I do to you? I didn't do it. She keeps doing that smug, smirky thing, which is so Danielle Staub. This is the energy Ooh. I'm talking about where she like – like does a Camille grammar shrugging of the one shoulder and goes, what did I do? I don't know. And I'm like, Oh my God, you know exactly what is going on here. So she brings up to deflect, which this is also a Daniel Staub move. She deflects and brings up Lisa's tweet of Heather's father's obituary. Now this is so fucking confusing. It is God. Okay. Here's as clearly as I understand, can explain it is my understanding is, we saw the reunion. If you follow the show, you watch the reunion. Heather said, and they do show it in a flashback, Lisa doesn't care about anyone but herself. True. And Lisa tweeted, or Lisa texted me two days after my father died, or a day after my father died, and said, I hope your father's doing well. I hope he's feeling better, which is like, you know, horrible. So, like, he had, like, like, he had, like he had a little cold. <laughs> Hope he's feeling better. He's in hospice dying. And she's like, hope you find your dad. You know, it's very, (laughs) it's just extremely callous and just performatory or, you know, performative and performatory. Who am I? Wow. (laughs) I am uh, losing it. So Lisa then tweeted out her original text and then the date of Heather's dad's obituary to be like, I didn't send Heather that text beforehand. Look, it was before he died. Look at the obituary death date. And it's like, ugh. Like, maybe you don't need to go on Twitter. And um, But this is what housewives do. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, why are we thinking it's even strange for them to be messy? But Heather's like, that's so gross that you went on Twitter and did that. But whatever. That's you. I posted her and- dad, like a photo of her dad, like next to like date of I death. No, I so know. Bad. Right. So like bad. survived by his 65 children and his six wives or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, no right. shade. Yeah. RIP Heather's dad. So Lisa says Heather is the one who used her father's death to lie about her, which Okay, you know what? Fair. I think that's a fair point because she was like, she texted me after my father was had already passed away to ask how he was feeling, and Lisa was showing. No, I didn't. You know, yeah. in a really gross way, she's showing it, and Whitney agrees. Like you shouldn't have done that, but she she is in the right here. Heather was making a point that was invalid. So Heather just deflects. Heather's like, whatever, Lisa. You know what? Look around here. You have no friends left. 
And Lisa's like, what are you talking about? Okay, who's not my friend here? Raise your hand. And Angie H. and Heather raise their hands. Like we, this is the horror I imagine might be going on at my daughter's current seventh grade retreat that she's at this week. Like, who's not friends with so-and-so? Raise your hand. This is the nightmare I picture. Yeah. Actually happening. And, and, and Angie Ages for some reason in Heather's lap. In her lap. It's yeah. like when Ramona sits in Bethany's lap on Scary Island. Yes. Just to like Or when she sat on um Ebony's lap when Ebony was in her apartment. Fighting. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Like yes. to calm an argument down, you just sit on someone's lap. But Angie's like <laughs> looking for shelter. I'm like, talk about elf on a shelf. Yeah, Angie yeah. is like sitting like on her lap, like a shelf. It's so weird. And Lisa's like whatever and so she goes they go back and forth about the tweet who's right whatever heather is standing staunch with this she's like no whatever you uh, you can do whatever you want you can post whatever you want on twitter that is your right i just don't have to be friends with you i don't have to like it and so uh, lisa walks out and angie is like what the f was that you know as she leaves the event i'm like you are, okay, your relevance on this show is so um, by proxy. That's what Angie H is. We know nothing about her. We know. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about Angie H, Angie K. We really know nothing about. But Angie H, even though she's tried to do this whole cater, oh, the catering thing was the center of that. Yeah, Finsta post, and she looks like that was Sarah it. Paulson. That's all we got from her, right? Yeah, yeah. But that's what the post was that her husband. Okay. It was like she lied about us canceling about canceling the caterer. She totally did that. Blah blah blah. I'm like, so whatever. Okay. Anyway, they're all they all leave. They you know the people who have auditioned have gone back to their day jobs. All the housewives file out with the hangers on, the friends of whatever, and nothing is solved. And Angie mm-hmm. H is still like mm, whatever. I did nothing wrong. So with that, let's take a quick break. And we're going to be right back with a naked Meredith and Seth. Hey, y'all. It's Mary Payne here. And I want to tell you about our new sponsor, which is First Leaf. Oh, my gosh. You guys, do you like to like relax uh, with a glass of wine and listen to our podcast? I'm sure you do. But First Leaf makes it simple to discover new wines that you love because they learn your taste and then they deliver the wines right to your door. I did this, guys. I went on their website and they'll ask you questions like, do you like almonds? Do you like coffee? Uh, what kind of fruits do you like? It's really interesting. And then from there, they ask you, you know, do you always don't like white wine? Do you always like red wine? And they ask you a bunch of questions and then they deliver you some wine that is for your taste specifically. I got some wines. I got a Riesling. I got a Chardonnay. I got a couple of Pinot Grigios. Uh, I'm not going to say they're all gone, but they're all gone. Anyway, forget driving to the wine shop, forget shopping by the label, and forget overspending on bottles that you have no idea if you're going to like or not. With First Leaf, you're going to rate each wine with just thumbs up or thumbs down, so they're learning what you like as you go. Their experts send you a personalized selection with new bottles in every box. In fact, First Leaf can recommend wines you'll love with a 96% accuracy. And as your taste evolve, so will the wines you receive. And if you're not completely satisfied with the bottle, they will credit you for another. And that is wine made simple. So sign up today and you'll get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. You guys, six bottles of wine for $39.95, okay? You'll get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. So you're going to go to try first 
firstleaf.com slash pink shade. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash pink shade to get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Try firstleaf.com slash pink shade. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Okay, we're back, and we're in a bathtub. Why? Oh, God. God why? Oh, God. Why, God, baby Jesus, why? why? You know? Why Virgin Mary with baby Jesus? Away in a bathtub. <laughs> no room for a toe. So, Meredith is shoving her toe up Seth's butthole to keep her feet warm, apparently. And he keeps commenting on it. And there's nothing funny about this. These two, here's the problem with Meredith and Seth. They think they're Ooh. charming and funny, and they're neither. And sexy. And sexy. <laughs> they think, that they, they, think they are a sexy couple. And I'm trying to think, okay, on this show, so we've got Whitney and Justin, who one of them is sexy. Oh, right. And <laughs> we've got Jen and Coach, and again, only one of them is sexy. Um, and his coach and um, Lisa Barlow only one of them is sexy there's no sexy couples on this no. show is what I'm trying to say there's no no there's Elf on the Shelf and Angie H only nobody's sexy <laughs> well you know yeah. what though <laughs> as I get a huge frog in my throat sorry that's that's the Salt Lake brand they're not sexy people they're not this isn't um this is Mauricio and <laughs> Kyle or, right. you know, it's just not. Yeah. It's not even yeah. Sonia Tremont Morgan and her 500 and different and whoever. Right. <laughs> yeah. The other guy who goes to her facialist, you know, or her yeah. intern. <laughs> right. It's just not. And they're trying to do it. And it's like an after school special of of like the parents in a bathtub trying to be cool. And you're like, Ugh, everything about it is just so ABC. You know, it's at like, four like o'clock get in the it. afternoon. Yeah, yeah, we get it. You separated, you got back together, and now you're like super sexy. We get it. She's we like, I don't it. like it when you leave me. You know, Seth goes away for four days, and it's just like really hard. And I'm like, you are loving life during those four days because you're not having to film these stupid ass scenes and go to dinner with Angie H and her fucking potato. That she's married. Can you imagine to, the so. filth, the filth floating around in that bathtub. I know, and oh. I think she thinks because she had that. What what people are like? Oh my god, it's so iconic when she was in the bath as Mary Cosby came in and was like, Jen Shaw was just taken away in handcuffs from the Sprinter van, and Mary this like, oh, and she was taking a bath and just loving yeah. life when Jen was getting arrested. So because of that iconic in air quotes moment, I think she thinks now she's like the bath person. You know, because she was on Watch What Happens Live, and Andy was like, we saw you in another bath. Oh, you're just always in a bath. And but she's like, yeah, that's my thing. I just really love baths. And I'm like, how interesting. 
How on two, te- two teas in a pod, uh, Tamara's like, I've uh, been there, did that first. <laughs> no. People need it. Why are they so obsessed with me? Why do they keep copying me? <laughs> I already stuck my toe up several assholes underwater. So there. Ah. So Meredith is filling Seth in on the drama between Heather and Jen. He could not care less. And uh, Would your husband care? No. 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 He doesn't even no. remember what my job is. Let alone right. what shows I watch or who or, who or I'm fighting who with in real are. life. Yeah, who yeah, my who friends, your friends like, are. Yeah, I'll yeah. be like so and so, and then I'll say the last name. He's like still not ringing a bell. I'm like she's been my friend for ten years. But anyway, moving on. Okay, so Seth is sitting there with also blank husband stare. He is just upset because she keeps poking his taint. He's like, I don't really want to talk about things or arts because they start talking about Brooks coming in to visit. He's like, I don't really want to talk about our children while you're toe is in my taint <laughs> so she's like he was like I'm we really got to keep it separate we really got to keep it separate separate like, yeah Ew. Ew. right and then she had but then in an interview in her talking head meredith tells us you know i really feel for jen or i feel for heather because after last year's lisa and mary feud you know i was caught in the middle of that and it's hard to be caught between your two friends fighting and I was like, yeah, because Mary was a cult leader and a whack-ass crazy person. And Lisa didn't understand why you even tolerated her, let alone defended her crazy ass. Yep. It was like, very strange. It's a very, it, very, very strange alliance. Very strange. And also, Meredith was asked this on Watch What Happens Live this week or last week. Why is she so team Jen Shaw all of a sudden? When last year she was like, she's disgusting. She's despicable. She's a criminal. She stole things from my store. Blah, blah. I mean, she had a private investigator looking into the Shaw household. And now she's like, she just needs a friend. She just really needs a friend. I'm like, it's a a real weird switch. It's so weird. So yeah. she's sh- she's super shady. She might be the shadiest one on this cast, actually, Meredith. And not likable. And not likable. Lisa Barlow is so full of herself, and that's why she's likable. Exactly, because she's so out of it. She's yeah. so delusional. Yes, I love to hate the things she says, because I'm like, get I- out of here with that. And she's just straight well- face says them. People count Lisa Barlow's as they go to sleep. I mean, you've never. I mean. <laughs> so, yeah. anyway. Okay. Well, speaking of Lisa, she, Lisa and John go out to a sexy dinner. Again, not sexy. At some Mm-mm. empty ass restaurant. It's like, a, it's like a sad little steakhouse. Thank God it's not an Italian restaurant because that seems to be all they go to in Salt Lake. I wouldn't and, even say steakhouse. Okay. I'm going to say it's, it's an a, elevated Chili's. It's a. Yeah. It almost looks like a, a Chili's in the airport. Like, yeah. I would not be surprised to see people with roller bags walking by <laughs> the front of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> Being like, how yes. long's the wait? How long's the wait? So <laughs> the waiter is also the only employee in the entire restaurant. He is mm-hmm. greeting them at the host stand. He's waiting on them. He's going back to cook their meals, I'm convinced, because he doesn't yeah. appear <laughs> until they're ready again. He's the, he's the bartender. He's the only person working there. And... He, and he tells them, or he asks them, like, what, what would you like for a cocktail? And she's like, I want something with Vita, of course. And he's like, oh, you can hit whatever. They get their cocktail orders in. And she's like, he says, oh, it's our bestseller, because he's supposed to say that. And she, right. she's like, I don't think this guy realizes that we own Vita Tequila. And no, he's not on our payroll. 
And I'm like, whatever, as this waiter who is completely hired to do everything right now returns to smile. There's a camera crew of eight in here, minimum. He doesn't realize who you are. This is Salt Lake City also. Like, he knows who you are. He knows what you're filming. He knows what you own. Get out of here, Lisa. They they didn't just say, can we come film like a commercial in here? They know what they're filming. Yeah. I know. Exactly. I'm like, you're not here with no cameras. (laughs) She's like, I don't think he knows who we are. Okay. He signed a release. He knows who you are. He knows who you are. Mm -hmm. So they talk then about Lisa's sister, this whole drama of her sister going through a divorce and blah, 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 and the emotional weight. And I understand it's the idea that when your siblings are going through things and or your family members are going through things you do, you can take on that emotional weight. Yeah, and John's like, sure. I really want you to just, you know, get back to yourself and, and, and loving yourself and worshiping yourself. And she says, I just really feel like I need to improve my relationship with God. I want to pay more attention to, you know, my spiritual life. And I've just really let that go. And then in her talking head, she says, I need to, get back to what's important to me because I'm very important to God. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I believe that. I believe that God loves Lisa Barlow. Oh, and I yeah. think we need a t-shirt to say it. God loves Lisa Barlow. Can God touch? God loves that. Can, I know. I love that. Can God I love touch? that. I love Lisa Barlow. I think this is her storyline. What's interesting about Lisa Barlow is that she is a uh, a Mormon by choice. She she yeah. wasn't born into it, and she's also a tequila swilling, tequila selling Mormon, which is also and and a diet coke loving, fast food loving Mormon. Yeah, she's a real different kind of Mormon. She's a real different yeah. kind of Mormon. But you know mm-hmm. what? She loves that, and God, yeah. she's very important to God. God loves mm-hmm. her. Can I touch? So uh, speaking of, Lisa Barlow loves herself more than any person on earth, but with Dame products, we can love that too. We can love ourselves too. Yes. Okay. So Dame products, you guys, here we go. Dame products is our sponsor, our longtime sponsor. And I hope we continue to have them because we love them. We live, laugh, love a Dame product. I love their website. I love their products. I've gotten several of them so far and um, no complaints here, ladies. They are a women-centered company. They have revolutionized the sex toy world. It is a, if you go on their website at dameproducts.com, you're going to take a look and see it's very sleek, cool, high-end products for women by women. And it's not, it's not complicated. They don't try to complicate the sex toy industry, which I love. And it's, I mean, when you get them, when you order your Dame products, you get them in a cool box. The unboxing is very fun. They have fun little phrases in there. And, you know, it's like, it's like getting yourself a little treat. You know, it's the holiday season. Why not get yourself a present? I love Mm -hmm. that for you. Mm -hmm. I love love that that. for me. Yes. Lisa Mm -hmm. would love that for herself. I think maybe. Who knows? Yes. But I think she would, I think she would enjoy the dip. The dip is what we're really promoting right now. And it is Dame's, what they call their first like intuitive introductory vibrator. But it it is an, it's an awesome vibrator. No matter if you have a bunch more at home and you're just looking for a new one. If you're looking for a really good price point too, this one's for you. It's 49 bucks. It has five speeds. It has one control button. It is waterproof. It's made out of medical grade silicone. You know, all of this it's whisper quiet too. It's not like you're starting a lawnmower in the old bedroom. Nope. (laughs) 
Nope. <laughs> you know what? You can take it with you on the road. If it goes off in your suitcase, nobody's going to hear it. It's whisper quiet. All right, there you go. Hot tip. Go to dameproducts.com. Use the code PINKSHADE and you can get 15% off of this this product, the dip. You can check out the Eva. You can check out all of the other products that they have. They have socks, they have oils, they have lotions and potions and videos and fun little tips that they send you with each product about all the different ways you can use it too. Really cool company. They are um, basically all about sexual wellness and we support that. We are women supporting other women. Bethany here on the Pink Shade podcast. So go to dameproducts.com, use the code PINKSHADE, 15% off anything on their website and check out the dip. All right. Loving that. Loving Lisa Barlow. Love it. Loving us. Okay. We are going to get into now the Shaws. Okay. We got to go over to Coach Shaw and Jen talking about the miserable existence that is their life. You know, it's, I, I don't know how they even go on from day to day filming the show and pretending like the doom Game of Thrones reference isn't about mm-hmm. to descend upon them. Yeah. You know, yeah, she was a Bravo con telling anybody that would listen. Um, what the fuck? She's, she's not going to jail. What? I she's can't. Not going to jail. I, this uh, is, yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> it's worse than Teresa. You know, yeah. it's worse than Teresa being like, I can't believe you're talking about me going away to camp. It's not going to happen. Joe's innocent. This is even worse, you know? Yeah. Way worse. They're pulling a Teresa and Joe, though. They certainly are. I mean, they're different people, but they're pulling the same thing. Like, we don't know. This is all, you know, it's all going to come out clean and you're going to see we're vindicated. Not that Teresa and Joe would have ever known that word or use that word. Right. But let's make it clear. Coach Shaw has not been accused of anything. Nothing. That's true. He's not involved. He's a football coach and that's what he does. I got to say, though, you know what? We're giving him a lot of room to be the innocent party in this. And we don't do that for Erica Jane. So I'm going to, I'm going to come down on him. I know people love coach Shaw. He knew everything. He knew everything about this. He has a law degree. He knew everything about this. You can't tell me he did not know what Jen and Stuart were doing. No, he did not a clue. He did. Mm. Nope. Bunkies. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think. Bunkies. Why don't you think he knew? He's, um, he's the smarter he's, one. Oh, for sure. He's the smarter one. But I think that he is just, you know, very into his uh, life. There is a, you know, football coach of a very well-known college football team. And not, I mean, he's the defensive coordinator, whatever. But he makes a lot of money. He does his own thing. I think he just thought she had this like direct marketing business. And I don't think he knew one thing about anything at all. No. At all. I don't think I, the two of them sat down and talked about their business. He's not walking around in like Gucci track suits, acting like an asshole, like Eric Jane. Like, you know what I mean? I think he knew everything. I think he knew everything wow. because they have a very um, parentified relationship. She treats him like a father and he treats her like a child. And mm-hmm. I can picture her coming to him incessantly, daily, nightly, pillow talk, all of it, being like, oh my God, this happened today and da da da. And I don't know what to do. And him being like, well, you need to just, but I, I picture him advising her, getting in there with her, telling her what to say to Stuart. She absolutely, I, I can't wow, believe we are think very, he knew. We are, we are totally opposite. Wow. Because I, I don't think he knew one thing. 
Not one thing. I think you knew everything. Everything. Wow. Okay. Wow. wow. Okay. Let's hear Bunkies. Let us know what you think. What? W-W-S-K. What did? No. What? W-W-C-S-K. What did Coach Shaw know? What did yeah. Coach Shaw know? Okay. So he is like, in this scene, he's like the angriest we've ever seen him. Which is like slightly perturbed because he well, he's like, I'm going to punch that elf in the shelf on the face. I know. He's like, I'm going to punch him in the face. And then he, because she's talking about the fake Instagram account and she's talking about Angie Harrington being at the choir trials and whatever. The whole choir trials. Quiet, trial by choir, which again, <laughs> title of the episode. And the Shah exposed. And, and he says, which straw will break the camel's back? And which post could make her do something that she can't come back from? Now, I agree with that. I mm-hmm. agree with that when it comes to any for kind of bullying and online bullying and harassment and negative comments. You know, you never know where a person is at. And right. we do these podcasts, you know, uh, making fun of all these shows and stuff. But when it gets personal and it's the women to the women, do, like doing direct things to each other. And yeah. y- you don't know where that could lead. And so he's right. Jen is uh, probably hanging on by a thread, even though she's acting like nothing's wrong and she's not going to prison. She probably thinks about it every second of the day. If she's even an, yeah. an ounce of a human being. Yeah. And she's, but she's most pissed off about how Heather handled it. Cause she feels like Heather is her ride or die, which Heather has been. Heather stood by her through everything and she's not standing by her with this Angie thing. It's weird. So then they show the flowers that Heather sent. They're gorgeous. And the card is, the card says, I wasn't sorry then, but I am now. So here are some flowers. And I was like, who says the perfect apology doesn't exist? <laughs> that is hilarious. I wasn't sorry then, but I am now. So here's your shit. That's right. Oh, my God. So then we go, boom, cut over to a park scene. It's Lisa and Whitney meeting up with with two of their boys, and they bring scooters. They both have on very puffy, very obviously label jackets, Mm -hmm. and they look crazy in them, let me say, because they're at this basic suburban neighborhood playground in the middle of like a Viridian home development. You know, mm-hmm. which yeah. we all have. We all have these. It's like the circle playground in the middle of the neighborhood. You I know. think it's Whitney's neighborhood because that's what her neighborhood looks like. Yes, I think it is her. Yeah, yeah you're right. <coughs> Good call. Sorry. She is in a development. The, the rest yeah. of them are like in houses, you know, built on single plots for the most part, whether they're yeah. renting or buy them or whatever. But she is in a development for sure, which is no shade. All Almost all of us are. So, yeah. But they're sitting there in their getups, and I'm just like, oh, my God. So the boys, they finish their basketball game. The boys are scooting around, and Lisa has completely rewritten history. She says, I don't think I've done anything to warrant, you know, people taking a poll at the choir at the choir tryouts and saying that people aren't friends with me, and they flash back to her being the one who did that. Like, let's take a she, poll. She, she did the poll. <laughs> who, does, who doesn't love Lisa Barlow? Raise your hand. <laughs> She's like, that was so childish that somebody did a poll. And I'm like, the somebody's you, but okay. Um, and Whitney's like, what? And Whitney is talking about, 
well, my healing journey and my feelings and I, you know, it's just, yeah, just like the pole and just like your problems, here's my problems and my healing. And I have to call my brother to get grounded. And Lisa's like, yeah. And then Heather, the way she acts like, and she doesn't even understand what I, I tweeted to defend myself. And Whitney's like, so anyway, when my childhood was exposed, the two of them aren't even having a conversation. Mm-mm. And there's a kid on a scooter going straight down a grass hill straight. behind Lisa Marlowe. I was like, that, that that's not going to – on grass, on a scooter, <laughs> boom, straight down a hill. I was like, has anybody got eyes on that kid? Did he break his neck? It's a fucking 80s comedy. There's two people <laughs> having a conversation in the foreground. And in the background, there's a kid like getting hung on a monkey bar, you know, yeah, getting like right, injured exactly. for life. Yeah. Yes. So – the conversation they have, what it reminded me of is to like, it's not a conversation period between two adult humans. It's talking at each other, but being in your own world entirely, just being in proximity to each other in physical proximity, like watching preschoolers talk. Preschoolers are like, <laughs> one preschooler yeah. is like, my dress is blue and I like dinosaurs. And the other one's like, my mommy says Christmas is in 64 sleeps away. Like they, <laughs> They're not having a conversation. <laughs> They're just speaking their thoughts at each other. Hilarious. That is so true. And have you ever noticed, well, we always, you know, everyone talks about um, the way Whitney talks to the fill-ins and the, everything, you know, with the fillings. But um, you, anybody besides me got eyes on, um, what's her name from Dallas? Stephanie Holman. She always said fill-ins. Absolutely. Just Same thing. Feeling. She's like, I'm in my, I'm in my fill-ins. Yep. And yeah, it's real. My feelings. Yeah. yeah, it's real. It's real. Yeah, she was from Oklahoma. Whitney is from just, Utah. I don't know what's going on, man. I don't know some, why, but the the feelings and it's real of the feelings. Yeah, can't say I, the e e e. Can't say that e sound for some reason. <laughs> it's kind of like Tiffany, an inmate to roommate Tiffane. It's not a long e. It's a shorty. Tiffane. Tiffane got your propane. Okay, so they're talking like toddlers um, who are in 4K together. They have so funny. They it, it have nothing to say, but what is going through their heads. And it, the two of them together actually are kind of as hilarious as Ramona and Sonia. Not not as, but in a way where they're both so self absorbed that it's funny <laughs> yes. to watch their self absorption times two. Do you know what I mean? Like, they don't really care what the other person's saying at all. They're like, we're building a friendship. If you would have asked me last year if Lisa Barlow and I would have been friends, I would have said that is ridiculous. But now look, we're sitting here sharing our feelings, and I'm like, no, you're not. You're 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 talking into the air, talking into the void. But I love it. Let's have more of it. Why children are crashing on scooters behind you. While people are breaking their legs that are related to you. Okay, so then last scene, Whitney goes for the one-on-one chat at Heather's house. She dresses up like a an old timey um like the woman who comes over the to the detective's house with the long (laughs) cigarette holder. (laughs) <laughs> yes. to tell him how she really did kill her bastard husband. Like, and it's I'm going to tell lot, you. It's a lot of makeup to go hang out at your friend's house. It's a it's lot a, of makeup. It's a floor length faux fur white coat. Mm-hmm. Um, It is her. Yeah. She's walking in. Heather is also matching her in weirdness though, because what the fuck does she have? What in the MC hammer <laughs> is going on with that track suit or whatever it is? I'm sure. Again, I didn't even know there's clothes. 
It was made out of the parachute material you use Ooh. in gym class when you all yeah, hold yeah, on yeah. to one end of the parachute. Yeah. yeah. You swing it up and then you run under it and you're in a bubble. That's what yeah. Heather's whole ensemble was made out of, except it was like green and gold and gray and awful. Head to toe awful. And I love Heather Gay. Awful. Yeah. Okay. So they're dressed up like crazy people. Like they've gone to the local community theater and raided the costume section. They're sitting there on a Heather's couch and Heather seems really happy to see Whitney. She's like, it's been clear skies for far too long. It's time for a tornado. We got to get the bad weather back together. And I'm like, be careful what you wish for Dorothy because a tornado is coming. This is going to be awful. So yeah, quit, quit, quit trying to make bad weather happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's been two years. Yes. Heather weather, Whitney, Heather, bad weather. And again, bad weather. And again, it all leads back to Lisa Barlow. It's like they can't. Of course it does. Of course it does. Why are they so obsessed with her? Girl, I want to know. I'm obsessed with her too. I can't help it. I know. We all are. We just, yeah. She's, her being obsessed with herself just leads us all to follow in suit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just does. It's just like any kind of mean ass popular girl. You're like, why are they so full of themselves? And then you're like. Oh my God. Like you can't stop talking about how much you hate them because you're obsessed with them. But then you but then you want the shoes that they got. Yeah. Yes. Oh this is so Heather's, and we actually have a Heather, and I can't. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Justin was fired. We all know this. Whitney brings this up immediately. Whitney's like, I don't understand why you didn't call me when I was feeling some sort of way after Justin was fired. And Heather truly acts shocked she goes what i had no idea justin was fired and yeah. i was saying i was to myself i don't know what you i want to hear what you were thinking but i was like yeah right i'm like do you not do you not read the dailies darling it was like every headline like why didn't you call of course you knew some shit was going on everybody here knows what's going on she knew i don't think she knew what how are you and i we're on like different planets. I know. It's weird. This is interesting. I, I know. I don't. Because of her reaction, <clears throat> because of her reaction. It was I authentic. It felt authentic. It felt authentic. Now, look, we've been, we've been fooled before. I mean, <laughs> like weekly, all the time. Weekly, <laughs> weekly daily, monthly, yearly, we are fooled. But we I, uh, her reaction felt authentic. She said, I had no idea. I had no idea. Yeah. She, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, may, how did, how she had no idea. After it was like all the news, you know, they Google themselves every day. You know, every alert comes up when an article comes out about Salt Lake. That was all real time happening. Lisa Barlow it knew could have been knew. like he. It could have been he got fired and then the news hit the blogs and the Weekly's Darling uh, like the next week. Okay. It, it, you know, I don't think he got fired and then immediately it was like news in Salt Lake City. Hear ye, hear ye. Here comes the news. I don't think it was like that. <laughs> the, the it probably was like, it probably took, it probably took a week for somebody that he worked with just to tell somebody who leaked it. You know what I mean? Yeah. To cycle it probably through. Took, it, probably took, it probably took a little time. So it could have been, it could have been a week since, you know. Yeah. And we never know how the villains were hurt. Yeah. <laughs> her her <laughs> villains were hurt possibly yeah. out of order with filming too. Cause we don't know when they filmed Whitney and Justin doing that scene of like, Oh babe, you know, you got fired and I'm sorry. I showed my ass and my boobs made you slap my ass. Here's a paper towel. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a paper towel to wipe your eyes. (laughs) It's not going to help with the rash on your forehead, but that's okay. So during this scene, though, all I can look at is the pink lipstick stain on Whitney's right shoulder. 
did you see did you notice this i was obsessed i was obsessed with that as much as i am with lisa barlow okay i think i did on first viewing i did see it but i watched it again yesterday and i didn't notice it because i was like once again i'm half when i don't have yeah. to take notes when you I, am, recap, I watch yeah. it i'm watching it but i'm watching it just like i would anything else like i'm just sort of maybe somebody right. interrupts me and i don't pause it or the kind of you know yeah, and since this, yeah, since I'm taking the note, these are this is like you're, I'm staring you're at everything and noticing yeah, everything. Right. Yes, I was like, "What is on your shoulder? Did you like bleed out? What happened?" And then I'm like, "Oh, that's pink lipstick." Like, either Heather from, hugged from her, Heather, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or or Whitney tried to like wipe away a tear because she was having some fillings and you know bent yeah. down. But I was like, "This is why you don't wear white faux fur to a fight." Because look, look what happened now. You look ridiculous. There's lots of reasons, but that's one of them. That's yeah. one, just one of them. <laughs> yeah. So Heather kind of wakes up in this moment and she looks, it's like she is like, oh, we're here to fight. Like, is mm-hmm. that what's happening? There's cameras here. This is not a makeup scene. This is not mm-hmm. the reunited and it feels so good moment that mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be. And so she's like, all right, Whitney. All right. If you're going to do that, she completely goes after her. She's like, it crushes me i wrote this down it crushes me that you would take this opportunity to make it look like i have been a bad friend to you and i've ignored you and not been there for you and she's basically like you're acting like i didn't call you when justin was fired and if i truly didn't know this is all to make me look again like the bad person mm-hmm. and then when when whitney starts talking about lisa and she's like well lisa and you with this fight over the obituary tweet it sets Heather off. And she's like, nope, nope. We are not going to talk about Lisa Barlow. We're not going to go there. I see what you're trying to do. She, Again, Lisa Barlow is forever the popular girl who the lesser Heathers will eternally fight over and hate worship. So that triggers her to no end. And she's like, I see now that we're not going to have a makeup scene. Um, speaking of makeup, you have it all over your shoulder, bitch. And <laughs> she storms off. Essentially, like... Telling Whitney, like, go home. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Yeah. And the camera crew is just filming Whitney outside of Heather's bedroom door, which seems to be kind of off the dining room. I'm like, is that your bedroom? Are they in an apartment? Like, why is Heather's house all of a sudden just three rooms? I don't. What? (gasps) She marched off three feet away. In her empty hammer. But I, I think that the primary bedroom must be just right there on that main floor. Yeah, and yeah, probably yeah. the kids' bedrooms are up, you know? Mm-hmm. But it was pretty funny. I was like, are we now in a, a 1,200-square-foot apartment? <laughs> like, she just marched off four feet to her bedroom. I was like, that's strange. We, li- yeah. we lived in a house like that two houses ago. We lived in our master bedroom. It was a ranch, but our master bedroom was right off the kitchen. And yeah. it was like, you could wake up in the morning and like, you know, just walk two steps and get your coffee. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Cause we, you'd have guests over and you're like, and there's my unmade bed. Like right, right. there. Like, Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. this is too close. Yeah. This is too close to the entertaining quarters. Anyways, <laughs> yes. it was much like this. So she is behind the door and she, then she takes off her mic and throws it out the door. And I was dying because in a moment, Heather remembers her manners and she's like, thanks everyone for being here. I, I, but I'm done with work for the day. Okay. Goodbye. She actually thanks the cast, the crew for being there. She's like, thanks everyone. <laughs> Lock up on your way out. Here's my Lock mic. You're not going to catch me in a Lisa Barlow hot mic moment. Nope. <laughs> Taking that shit off. I see that boom mic and there is a producer in my bedroom. And I know what I, I we won't make that mistake again. Nope. She's like the David Spade. Bye-bye. And Helen Hunt. Uh, bye-bye. She's just like, get out of here and scene. 
All she but had I to love, do was like what, clap. What was Whitney saying? The scene starter thing. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah. What was no, Whitney saying as she was walking over to her bedroom? She's like, Heather, we have to continue to talk about these things. But what was she saying to her like outside the bedroom door? Like, will you please come out here and talk to me? What was yeah. she saying that made her come out and like throw her mic out? I, I think she just threw her mic out because she was like going to go in there and just rage by herself as mm-hmm. you know, one does. And she mm-hmm. didn't want to be in there. Like Whitney fucked all of New York. She doesn't own a house. Justin looks like a fetus. You know what I mean? Like, sorry. <laughs> I, you know what? It always happens. I always yeah. one step too far. Sorry. One step but, too far. It, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. Bunkies. But I think she wanted to rage and she just didn't want to be recorded raging. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. I don't think Whitney pushed her to throw her mic off. Heather was just like, I am literally done. I'm done with work and for the day. Like, goodbye. Goodbye, all of you. Love you very much. Goodbye. Love goodbye. You. <laughs> you know where the door is. Goodbye. It's four feet from my bedroom door. Goodbye. Right. right. Take goodbye. a cookie yeah. on your way out. Tell your nephew I said mm-hmm. hi. Yeah. See you tomorrow. Okay. Bye. So there you go. We're done with this. I don't have, I'm not going to do the previews for next week. We're just going to go week to week. There's your recap. It was a long one. We had to get into it. So thank you guys for listening. Um, We're going to cover it every single week. I am so into this franchise in particular. I will tell you bunkies because I love the dark, like religious aspect of it behind the scenes. I know you do. I I really do. do. Like I'm kind of disappointed that I didn't get to recap it when Mary Cosby was on. I mean, we would touch on it sometimes you and I would like do a little roundup or whatever, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) cause Dick sucked at the roundup. No, sorry. Different franchise. I was about to say that's a different franchise. I know. Um, Every I time say, I say roundup, I think of that Leanne Locken phrase. But I wish I would have gotten to recap it when Mary was on because the cultiness of that shit mm-hmm. was really whacked out. I hope there's time. a Discovery Plus documentary somewhere somehow being made about this. Me too. Come on, people. You about know Mary's you cult. could get people yeah. to talk. You could get people to talk. There's a lot of ex-members of her church who want to speak. Yes. I want to know what's going on inside that house. I want to know more about Mary Cosby's grandmother mm-hmm. who bequeathed her husband to her granddaughter. I mm-hmm. want to know all And then her mother was it. mad because yep. her mother wanted the husband. And then the mother had the grandmother exhumed to see if Mary yes. Cosby had killed her. Yes. I w- there has Allegedly, to be a documentary. We don't know. We Allegedly. Don't know. Yeah. Don't come, don't come for us. Okay, we didn't send for you, Mary Cosby. We're just saying we would like a documentary. And we'd like a lot of your uh, interviews to be done in your crazy-ass closet. I also request yes. that. Yeah. Her, okay. You mean her bedroom, which is also her, her bedroom slash closet with <laughs> yes. the lady who helps her, which is also her niece, cousin, uncle, brother, sister, <laughs> or something, who she doesn't even know her name. <laughs> anyway... Funny talking about yesteryear now we'll get into this season we love you bunkies remember all the links are below please support our sponsors down there um we have really good ones right now we love you guys dame and story worth and penrose and penrose hill sorry yeah and um we'll be back later this week with our patreons god forbid family karma inmate to roommate it's all happening it's all happening all right i'll talk to you later this week sounds good bye mary Payne. bye
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.